0: <laughs> Does that sound like a rational Well, system? yeah, it
1: sounds fine to me. <laughs> and, and a tragedy has been averted, and we're all set to go now. Turn
0: left, go we can just sit on the port swing and hold hands. But there's nothing wrong with that. Turn right,
1: For our we... listeners, we just spent about 30 minutes trying to get Max's microphone to work.
0: <laughs> yes, so uh, we, we won't tell anybody that I have a technical job.
1: Do
0: it for the week, forever. Um welcome to I almost said countless screaming argonauts, oh jeez. <laughs> and <laughs> welcome to eight minutes on high. You get what you pay for. <laughs> uh, today is Saturday May eighteenth. And I'm Max.
1: I'm Zach. How are you and... doing there, Max? Have long time no here.
0: I'm I'm doing pretty good today. We had a big uh, job at work that I was very nervous about. Um, We were changing the DNS server from the company that we used to be to the company that bought us. Mm -hmm. And we have all sorts of handheld devices in the warehouse that have to communicate with the new uh, server and, For our listeners,
1: we just spent about thirty minutes trying to get max 's microphone to work
0: <laughs> yes so uh, we we won 't tell anybody that I have a technical job because obviously uh I am not a pro at it <laughs> but in, in my own defense, my new toy, my brand new microphone did die that 's a shame that's that's not my fault. It simply stopped working. And, and, you know, while I was sitting here trying to figure it out and trying to find drivers for it in case that was a problem, I noticed somebody uh, 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 in my search that said, I had this device, and it just stopped working. Oh, wow. Kindred so, spirit. I feel, yes. So back to Best Buy to tell them that my Samson Meteor mic, not to – point out any special names or anything uh, that I loved so much stopped working and now I'm using my Logitech headset, and doesn't it sound wonderful? Yes. It actually sounds good enough?
1: I think we'll make make do.
0: Okay, good. The other sad news is that I'm without alcohol at the moment.
1: (laughs) It's a tragedy.
0: (laughs) You know, I I had...
1: I'm sure it's Obama's fault too.
0: Well, it is. (laughs) I had to work until 5, and and then I had to go visit a friend of ours who is recovering from surgery. And on the way, I had to stop and get speedies and go buy a ticket for the Preakness Mm Stakes. And by the time I got all the way down there and then all the way back here, there just wasn't enough time to stop and buy booze. And I didn't have any sufficient amount of booze. I wonder if I have anything laying around. Son of a gun. Oh,
1: (laughs) there's some kind of uh, sign of alcoholism there if you have booze hidden away.
0: Well, it wasn't exactly hidden. It was on the floor next to my desk here. (laughs) I don't know what that means, Uh, but I did know where to look for it, and and it was there. I think if you forget where your booze is, that's probably a sign of not alcoholism.
1: Ah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Does that sound like a rational Well, yeah, it
1: sounds fine to me. (laughs) And and a tragedy has been averted, and we're all set to go now.
0: That's exactly right. Did you ever hear – did you ever see Annie Hall? Yeah. I think it was in Annie Hall where Woody Allen gives his speech about rationalizations. Somebody gave this this speech about how rationalization is better than sex because nobody's ever gone a week without a good rationalization. (laughs)
1: Okay, well, Woody Woody is weird, but...
0: (laughs) I'm still going to drink my Red Stag, so give me a second here. I don't have any cork in it, so I can't make the cork sound. Oh,
1: wait. (laughs) There we go.
0: I'm pretty pissed off. Oh,
1: no. What's up?
0: Well, a lot of people are angry these days about the...
1: The IRS? The IRS,
0: yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not.
1: Oh, really? Tell me.
0: Yeah. I feel that this law that allows Newt Gingrich – I said Newt Gingrich again. (laughs) I said this to our friend – that allows Karl Rove to create an organization called American Crossroads for direct political organization and then spin off a section called Crossroads GPS, which, by the way, stands for grassroots public support, it, you can't start a grassroots organization. They have to happen. But anyway, if you create a political organization and then spin off a branch, it's still a political organization. And if you then call that by law, legally, a 501c4 charitable organization to Oh, and I forgot the exact word. For the betterment of America, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Social welfare. Social
1: welfare, that. I think, yeah.
0: Right. That's bullshit.
1: Well, uh, are we shocked and awed that uh, lawyers and uh, accountants do bullshit things?
0: No, we're not. But this – the thing that I want to say is that the bullshit is the law itself. Yes, they should have picked on both sides of the – political political spectrum who are abusing this law, but I also have a feeling that 10 times the number of Republican organizations are taking advantage of it than Democrats, though I have no proof of that.
1: Um, yeah, there's there's statistics out there. I mean, everything is being uh, dredged up now, and uh, we'll see. Uh, the IRS is a institution that all of us Americans love to hate, and they do scare us.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, they can do bad things. So no I don't mind
1: there. them getting their hand-slapped, uh, but it's, it seems to be more of a uh, bureaucratic slash institutional thing. It's not a, uh, a Watergate scandal. I mean, uh, for those who weren't around for Nixon, he met with them and said, go after somebody, you know?
0: Yes, and, and he also authorized a break-in of someone's offices, an illegal activity.
1: But as far as using the IRS, it was a, directed directly from the president, said, go get an individual.
0: It told the IRS to go yeah. get them. Yeah, you
1: know, and that's yes. that's not the case here. This is a bunch of bureaucrats that were overworked and trying to figure out a way to manage a pretty fucked up law, as you said, that was not yeah. clearly defined. Um,
0: oh, I have no doubt that it was applied in a partisan way. I I and, think
1: that's probably true. But I, I, when I, you say partisan, I think I think it means uh, the target. The more most obvious targets were. Conservative groups more so than liberal groups were? And like you said, there are probably more applications coming in.
0: Right. How many more Tea Party organizations were there than liberal organizations? I I, I had heard that they were searching for all political groups and liberal groups in in particular, but it's a little harder to find a liberal these days because (laughs) – Unlike myself, not a lot of people are willing to say they're a liberal, which also pisses me mm-hmm. off because there's nothing wrong with being a liberal, and just because people say it like it's a dirty word doesn't make it a dirty word.
1: Well, I, I had that discussion with my friend at work, and I, I said I, I don't let uh, uh, Republican organizations define the term. Rush Limbaugh doesn't define the term. Go look it up in the dictionary.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, we don't. We don't actually give a shit what Rush Limbaugh says, and really, he's become more of a problem for the Republicans and the conservatives than he has for the liberals because he's an idiot and an asshole.
1: So what? Well, there's there's essentially three, quote unquote, scandals uh, occurring simultaneously, right. with right. Uh, Benghazi, which. We could we could discuss but uh, seems again all all of them seem to be more a, a bureaucratic kind of concern more than a uh, you know the White House concern.
0: Yes, uh, I listened to a podcast this afternoon called The New Yorker comment where they had a discussion now these are writers and editors from The New Yorker and they said there there was one line. In all of these emails about Benghazi, that was always there, and basically what it said was, we don't know, but we think this attack at the consulate, which really consulate is actually too more well, to defined a it, word than it was. That was
1: one of the things they were redefining, and I think they, uh, the final term was mission. But it turns mission. out it was a CIA, uh, <laughs> Heidi.
0: right. <laughs> Right, there were there were like four diplomats and thirty nine CIA members. Mm-hmm. I also learned that the CIA, uh, the the Marines mm-hmm. are are at an embassy. This was not an embassy. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the behest of the National Security Agency, I think, for this express purpose of saving and or shredding the documents, mm-hmm. and and that the security of the installation is up to the State Department to provide. Mm -hmm. And a general, whose name I don't remember, but works in the Africa Corps at some place, twice sent a message to this ambassador, whose name I wish I could remember. Stevens. Yeah, I think that's right. And asked him if he wanted more security. Offered him soldiers. And twice the ambassador turned it down mm-hmm. now, now they were saying at the New Yorker podcast that it's not possible for a State Department employee to engage or hire Defense Department employees
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he had to turn it down but in fact the the ambassador did turn down two offers of, of military now if you want to say that Hillary should have sent more soldiers there for the express purpose of protecting the ambassador and his people I think that's a legitimate criticism I think it's very hard to know how many soldiers are at every embassy and every establishment and you know this was obviously tragic but I think it's fair to say you know if you get killed in the service of the country. It's fair to ask your boss why did that happen? Yeah, but there was there was nothing nefarious there. They genuinely thought at the beginning that was it was the spread of a of the disruptions that were happening at capitals all around the Middle East. And well, that's
1: something that a lot of people just seem to put out of their mind. Uh, there were some. The the number 19 sticks in my head, protests and marches on embassies that were occurring that day.
0: Right, right. And there was this stupid movie, whether it was the cause or incidental, I don't know. And actually, I don't think anybody knows. There are – there were terrorist cells, al-Qaeda sympathizing cells in Libya, Mm -hmm. and – It's still my opinion that they took advantage of an existing protest to burn down this facility, which was not an embassy, and to kill Americans, which they wanted to do pretty much all the time anyway. And I think that the main story out here is the incredible courage of this guy and his staff for going to fucking Libya and standing there trying to make friends with – uh, people who liked us in in the midst of people who hated us mm-hmm. well
1: anybody that didn't think that was a dangerous place to be is like not in touch with reality
0: right so uh, while it's tragic it's it's not watergate it's not close to watergate the political one like i said i think the law is is more embarrassing than the act of the IRS, and there's no indication that the act of the IRS was in any way at the behest of the White House. So Benghazi and the IRS are easily dismissed in my opinion.
1: So then we go down to the AP.
0: Yeah, and there I have a problem. Mm-hmm. But the thing that that I would like to say is this president is – about as conservative as george w bush on some of these things you know this is this is not a wild-eyed lefty uh marxist president um going after reporters because a secret was leaked is is well, pretty authoritarian
1: there's um some interesting background to that of course um, I'm, I'm I'm sure you would remember, uh, although it could be lost in the chaff. Uh, it, several years ago, uh, the Republicans were really busting on the Obama administration for their inability to control leaks. There was a leak about something, and they were outraged, right? And I think yeah,
0: well, they're they're outraged at that's every why I said it, it might
1: it might be lost in the chaff of outrage, right? In any case, the uh, one of the reactions was to be tougher about these
0: leaks. In the New Yorker conversation, they said that one of the noteworthy things about this administration is how tough on leaks they are.
1: Right. They don't like that. Yeah. Well, in, which... in this particular case, you know the story behind the um, investigation that's going on. Why – No. No. Okay. Do you remember about uh it was about a year ago, year and a half ago, they uh foiled a terrorist attempt to do a, another bombing similar to the underwear bomber?
0: Yeah, it sounds familiar. And they did mention it again right. in the New Yorker. And that
1: that was the incident that uh was leaked and what right. what the problem is is the the person the reason yeah. they foiled that is because the person was a double agent. Right. And by right. the le- by having the leak go into the press, that contact, which was years and years and years in the making, that was really valuable, that uh, foiled right. one bombing plot that was about to happen, was lost.
0: It was now lost. It was now lost, yeah. and they
1: were hoping it was going to lead them – to um, a very, very, very serious member of the terrorist cells that is their essentially bombing expert. And so by by that, whoever that person was that leaked the story to the press seriously put in jeopardy an awful lot of Americans, not to
0: national security agent.
1: And we still don't know, I mean, if something happens that could have been stopped with him there. Right. So it was a very, very, very serious uh, breach of security, and in that right. light, they, I think they overreached, with, but they didn't do anything illegal from what I can tell. They, they can subpoena those records through the grand jury as they did, and they have 60 days or 90 days or something to inform them once they do it. And oh, they, That's it,
0: interesting. So you've educated me because I was ready to give them hell for Nixonian-type overreach. Um, That doesn't take
1: them totally off the hook. I'm just saying there are two sides to the story. I don't like the IRS thing because I want to make sure that we have our thumb on top of them because they're the only place in the United States where you're guilty until proven innocent, and they scare me. And
0: and uh, they can send you in jail for owing money. Right,
1: and I don't like uh, the freedom of the press being... Uh, weakened, if right. you will. So, I mean, I have I have two side feel two ways about all of these things. But in the end, none of them are things that were directed from the White House, like Nixon. Right. And
0: right. This is still not on Obama. Or, and, and I've, in, in the wildest, other than just name-calling, there's, there's some stupid-ass senator who, who, I can't think of his name. He, well, a Republican. Or, or
1: or Louis Gomer. <laughs> no, no, that's who it was. It was Louis <laughs> Gomer, and
0: and he said something just totally outrageous, but but he always does. Yeah, the man's an embarrassment. He shouldn't be in the United States Senate.
1: Well, Ted Cruz, I think, is a senator. I think Louis Gomer is a uh, representative. But
0: oh, this guy was a senator. Uh, okay,
1: but... maybe it was Ted Cruz. He says a lot of things.
0: No, no, it wasn't Ted Cruz. I know who he is uh but anyway, anyway um I was about to go off on on obama as, as being so republican and so bush like but if if uh if he's mad because one of our spies was outed versus bush who's or Cheney at least whose chief of staff outed an American spy, then there's a huge difference between. Cheney and Obama.
1: I think you might like to, uh, on uh, Benghazi, look at uh, there's a chart. I found it on Mother Jones. Yeah. But it's a a statistical year by year uh, chart of attacks on U.S. diplomatic targets.
0: Oh, I've seen that, yes. And it drops way down once Clinton becomes president? Yeah. And then down further when Obama's president? Yep. And goes up when Bush was president? Well,
1: Bush uh, uh, Sr., it seemed like there was a lot.
0: A lot, yeah. And
1: then uh, it went down during Clinton, and it held kind of steady during Bush, more or less, and then went down a little bit for Obama. But uh, But this is not an unheard of thing to have diplomats attacked, especially in high-risk areas.
0: It happened to my buddy, Jimmy Carter, Mm -hmm. yeah, who um, I still say gets no credit. Because if ever there was an opportunity, if ever there was an option to have a war, Jimmy Carter had it. Mm -hmm. And I think he went out of his way to avoid war. And having just watched the first four episodes of Band of Brothers, it only reinforces my notion that war is bad. (laughs) And and honestly, I think the thing that drove Jimmy Carter was his Christian moral philosophy – that war is bad. These faux hawks of the Republican Party are perfectly happy sending other people's 18-year-olds to go get their asses shot off.
1: Boy, I tell you, if there's a place I don't want to see us is in Syria. That is a mess.
0: Well, my understanding is that the the most successful of the rebel groups are al-Qaeda-affiliated people. Would
1: not be surprising.
0: And, of course, the administration of Syria is killing its own people, so they're not people we want to help out. Well, and
1: they're uh, allies of uh, Iran, so.
0: Right. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. is doesn't work here. True. We can't give guns to the rebels, and we can't support the existing government. There's no way to win.
1: What I find… Uh, most interesting about these uh, incredible uh, um, time that we're uh, consuming on these um, uh, scandals, which we'll let the, it go through its course and do their investigations. You never know. Yeah. But at the same time, has anybody noticed that unemployment improved again? You know, our uh, employment numbers improved again? Right. That uh, the uh, housing prices are going up that um, the stock market is booming, that the economy right. is basically starting to recover. I mean, I, I realize that's a small story, and, and the deficit is the smallest it's been since uh, 2008.
0: And the the trend on the deficit is less and less all the time. And if the economy expands and the deficit decreases, then the debt will stop increasing.
1: Yeah, as far in. I just it's it's just funny that uh, that isn't the story right now,
0: well, and the only thing that that I would add to that is that Republican administrations in state houses across the country have shed government state jobs mm-hmm. like mad yeah and and I heard that there's something like eight hundred thousand less government employees mm-hmm. in the federal government and mm-hmm. and if you add all those people into the economy. The economy might actually be doing something close to booming, mm-hmm. but the Republicans want to make the the government, uh, the economy, as bad as possible.
1: One of the interesting things I like to remember is uh, because the uh, Reagan recovery and the Obama recovery are often compared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but although the economy expanded by 5 and 6% in the Reagan recovery, it, right. inflation was like Ten percent eleven percent
0: right, and the budget deficit uh, went up well,
1: off. if your economy is increasing by five percent and your inflation is increasing by ten percent you're not gaining ground
0: right, right. It, then, uh, I mean it's easy sweet. to have a
1: five percent gain in your economy if your inflation is ten percent it just right. is
0: the threat to the American economy after George Bush was deflation. Mm-hmm. I do I do worry I am concerned about the possibility that once inflation gets a hold it will it will rampage oh yeah uh, because of all the money that was created during the Obama administration Yeah I'm a
1: little worried about that myself and I'm not an economist or anything but right it it seems like we've kept the uh lid on this pot a long time and it's due for a a big burp
0: Yeah yeah I think that's true But the economy is improving. It would have improved better had the Republicans not fired so many government employees. And it would have improved better if they had allowed more of the government money to flow into the economy. Uh, It's clear across Europe now that austerity is not working. The Austrian school, as they call it, is wrong that um, what's his name? Who's the the uh, Keynesian? Kenzie. Yes, uh, Keynesian economics are proving correct, and there's you just don't hear Fox News talking about that. You don't hear uh, Larry Kudlow talking about that. But it's true. We had a little bit of a Keynesian boost under Obama, and we had a little bit of a of a growth. For the American economy while the European economies were shrinking.
1: And it all looks like uh, a lot better right now is the best way to put it as far as I'm concerned. Conf- consumer yeah. confidence is up. Uh, we're not out of the woods, but this was a pretty severe economic recession. and
0: The worst since the Great Depression, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And right now, the price of houses is actually going up
1: yes, yes, it is,
0: which is a major trend i think
1: uh and and this doesn't get any uh serious press, but I think the biggest drag on the housing market is uh student loans.
0: Well, and how about what's her name from Massachusetts Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren? Yes. Have you heard about her, Bill?
1: Uh, no, but I love Elizabeth Warren, so tell me.
0: Well, you know I already want to marry her. I know. I heard that. <laughs> I, I kind of think she may be gay, but I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'll marry her anyway. We can just sit on the port swing and hold hands. But there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, she wants to – She she's offered a bill in the Senate. Of course, it will get killed in the House if it ever gets through the Senate. That suggests that the federal government, instead of raising – nay, doubling the rate uh, on student loans, uh, should charge the students who have borrowed money to go to college the same rate they're charging the banks to borrow money, which is a Hallelujah. Half a Hallelujah.
1: Absolutely. Why do banks get it at a half a percent?
0: Uh, you know? I can't. Agree with you more. I mean, it, I hate to sound to sit here and say you're right. No, you're right, but why should we lend money to these banks who have been guilty of crimes. malevolence? Yes, and and we can't put our kids to college. With a half a percent. It, the money costs a half a percent now. Let's lend it to the college students at a half a percent so they can get a toehold in the economy.
1: And everybody says education is the key to our future, and they're right. right, and right. it's just preposterous. But, of course it is. Yes, and, and it's not talked about, but uh, the other day I was reading an article that uh, student loans have surpassed credit card debt. Is the number one, the largest debt that's being held by uh, Americans.
0: Did you, by any chance, I don't sign? I think that includes uh, uh, home mortgages and stuff, but. Well, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But did you sign for any student loans? Yeah. A, a co sign form? Yes. I was talking to a lawyer who's paying off her student loans, and she cannot file bankruptcy right. on these loans and if she dies her father who co-signed for them gets i know on the hook and cannot file for bankruptcy yep this meanwhile the government's lending money it, it was for a while actually lending it at, at negative interest rates i think to totally uh, corrupt what's the word i want to, to to big banks who were at best taking horrible risks with our money with with the understanding that they were going to be backed up, the idea of making it twice as expensive to pay off your student loans, first of all, how do you change the interest rate after you already agreed to it?
1: Um, well, your credit card will do that all the time, but
0: <laughs> and that shouldn't be legal either
1: <laughs> uh Well, I I won't get into the nuance of it, but it's tied to treasury bills and stuff like that. But uh, I I just think that uh, if we want to compete in this era, that we need education. And how many people of middle class and poor, but especially middle class, I got to say, because there are a lot of financial avenues available for the poor, that no, the Republican
0: great. War is on the middle class so
1: but if you 're middle class and you 'd like to be a doctor, can you take a three hundred four hundred five hundred thousand dollar hit you know to go to one of the big universities because you don't start making money for eight years
0: and then if you take a five hundred thousand dollar lifetime loan, can you actually ever dig your way out
1: right you know so how many how many talented people are not going into those professions that we need desperately, uh, more medical uh, practitioners uh, that uh, aren't. My solution or one of my solutions or a piece of my solution for the problem with uh, our health system is to have a program to encourage people to go into the medical profession by subsidizing their education so that we increase the supply of physicians
0: if if we're going to have fancy financial instruments how about an instrument to ensure their college loans give them some sort of a defense against you know lifetime bankruptcy it is
1: pretty interesting that that's the only thing you can't scrub on a bankruptcy is your student loans
0: right they, they, the Republicans I told use- my
1: son, I said, look at why don't you go get a credit card with a big uh, cash line of advantage, pay off your student loans with a credit card, and go bankrupt. Yeah. Because credit cards it, you can do that with.
0: Right, right. I Although <laughs> I, I did something similar. I, I put my student loans on a credit card, but they made my dad co-sign for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know in the end there may be no way around it but at the same time the republicans are out there you know advancing tort reform so that you can't sue people you can't sue doctors for horrible medical malpractice you can't sue corporations you can't sue gun manufacturers for gun deaths
1: well i think the tort reform there's there's something that can be done there but the bigger problem is that incompetent doctors get to stay as doctors
0: One of my favorite old jokes. What do you call a guy who finishes last at his medical school? A doctor. (laughs) A doctor, that's right.
1: So um, if you keep – if you don't clean out the crappy ones, you're going to have a lot of problems with legal issues for doing things incorrectly.
0: Well, now you're getting into one of my favorite rants, which is how in the world can you have an incompetent doctor move from California to New Mm York just – because it's they're not allowed or, or not capable of, of sending the information from one side of the country to the other. I know of a doctor mm-hmm. who, who was guilty of a crime and moved from Southern California to Syracuse. He now works in my town and, and has butchered a friend of mine and um, should be allowed – to, should never be allowed to practice medicine again, but all you had to do is move to a different state yes and that
1: that is the the real problems don 't get uh uh dealt with what gets dealt with is trying to repeal obamacare for the thirty seventh time that 's yeah. what they spend their time on, and that 's very annoying. Hey, I got something yeah. for you what 's that i <laughs> I came across this uh poll result uh and right. I found it kind of interesting it 's uh conspira conspiracy theory poll results.
0: <laughs> All right, great. I want to hear it. And this will be our way our way out the door.
1: Well, let me let me uh read this one. Uh this is uh was from April and it's from the um, uh website public policy polling. I don't know okay. how uh um reputable Whether they that's are a
0: legitimate organization or but not it was it was
1: just interesting and it didn't seem uh totally partisan so uh, let's I don't.
0: See. I don't even care if it's totally partisan. It can be totally Republican if it's funny.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's funny in a way. Let's see. Uh, uh, the first one that they mentioned is global warming. Okay. Uh, Thirty, and they're they're dealing with voters here. Right. Thirty-seven percent right. of voters believe global warming is a hoax. Yeah. Fifty-one percent do not. Republicans. Uh, say global warming is a hoax by a 58 to 25 percent margin, and Democrat, Democrats disagree and they have 11 to 77 percent. So, 11 percent of Democrats think that global warming is a hoax, and 58 percent of Republicans.
0: Right, and meanwhile, 97 percent of scientists say global warming is caused by humanity. Mm-hmm. And none of them doubt that there is global warming. It's just a question of whether or not we cause it. And the scientific answer is yes.
1: 6% of voters believe Osama bin Laden is still alive.
0: <laughs> yes. And how many? what percent of voters believe Elvis is still alive?
1: <laughs> You'll find them everywhere, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, 21% of voters say a UFO crash landed in Roswell.
0: You know, I'll give them this much. I fervently believe something mysterious happened in Roswell. I just happen to think I know what it is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was a weather balloon. It was actually a spy balloon that was made out of a weather balloon, mm-hmm. and and uh, the government came in and hushed it up because we were spying on the Russians. It's not a big surprise.
1: <laughs> well, I figure this was the, day, the days before uh... – we had the U twos and everything, so I guess a balloon a high altitude balloon with a camera and prevailing winds would drag it right over Russia for you, so
0: Yeah, I think it had radio sensors maybe more than a camera. It was, it was but yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh what's this one? 28 oh, percent of voters believe there's a secretive power elite with globalist agenda and it's conspiring to eventually rule the world through uh uh authoritarian world government or the New World Order, (laughs) 28%. Here's
0: my thought on that. Um, Listen to about four years ago on NPR, on uh, This American Life, the giant pool of money. It's not a conspiracy. It's just what rich people happen to get for having a lot of money and they're all putting their money in the same place, and they put a lot of pressure on policymakers to do things that protect protect their, their
1: money. Yeah, twenty percent of voters believe there's a link between childhood vaccines and autism; fifty-one percent do not. Now, I have no idea, but I've heard that discussion before.
0: Well, I've listened to um, the Skeptics' Guide to the Universe, mm-hmm. and this is their number one outrage. Mm-hmm. They, they get really livid about this because people are not giving their kids vaccines and kids are getting diseases that they don't need to get. And people like Jenny fucking McCarthy who who say a mother knows as if that has anything to do with science are, are causing people to not get their children vaccinated and then uh, in some cases horrific childhood diseases which we thought we had eliminated or
1: coming back. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, in general, I'm in favor of vaccines, but there was a few things I learned about them that I didn't know. And one was uh, the amount of uh, vaccines that contain mercury.
0: Yes, but they've, the, uh... they've
1: removed it, I guess, from all but three they've been able to remove it from. But I, I could say that probably injecting mercury at any level in uh, your body is probably not the best thing in the world.
0: It it doesn't sound good, but you have to get behind the science on it. Um, And I'll leave that up to the skeptics guide, but I recommend people listen to the skeptics guide to the universe. If they want to find out the truth about uh, vaccines.
1: Let's see. 28% of voters believe Saddam Hussein was involved in the nine 11 attacks.
0: Well, that's because the fucking Republicans told them so
1: 36% of Romney voters believed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and it, was a lie, an unadulterated lie.
1: <laughs> I think that's about right. You can't really go any further than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- and and I told my friends, I said the last thing a totalitarian, uh, a, a fascist regime wants is a group like Al Qaeda in their border.
0: You know the, the brilliant thing about um, the Arab Spring was that. One of the things that uh, bin Laden wanted was to overthrow the totalitarian governments, totalitarian governments in the Middle East. And he could not make it happen no matter how much he attacked the United States. But the internet allowed it to happen on its own.
1: Mm-hmm. Social and media. That,
0: yeah, all the Americans who thought, hey, let's have democracy in the Middle East – now they got it. congratulations.
1: <laughs> We're pissed off because they didn't elect our guys. Right. <laughs> that's the thing about democracy and, and that's that's a, I hate to be a partisan again, but Republicans really hate it when their guys don't win. They, they think for some reason that a, a democracy well, should mean that their guys win.
0: Right. Well, and and I pretty much hate it too because I've seen some fucking idiots elected in this country. Uh, democracy does not <laughs> get you the right answer; it just gets you the most popular and
1: one. There you go. Seven percent of voters think the moon landing was faked.
0: Yes, and like I said, the majority of them are under twenty-six. Uh,
1: this is this is one that I thought about for a little while. 13% of voters think Barack Obama is the antichrist.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Including 22% of Romney voters. Now, if you take if you parse that sentence, that means there was some percentage of democratic voters thinking that Barack Obama was the antichrist and voted. For him. <laughs> <laughs> now that is that, that I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I think you've just killed me I, I don't know I just found that one funny
0: Well and how many of those people Are believers in the angel Moroni <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to play the
1: music I think it's time to play the music <laughs> If you can grab a circle in your hands And twist it that's an angel.